When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. The following is a Learfield presentation of the Southern Miss Sports Network. Southern Mississippi has done what people said they couldn't do. On the Southern Miss Sports Network from Learfield, live from walk-ons, welcome to Golden Eagle Hotline. Golden Eagle Hotline is brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. Game day with a taste of Louisiana. Now, here's the voice of the Golden Eagles, John Cox. Well, hi, everybody, and uh, welcome in to another edition of the uh, Golden Eagle Hotline with Coach Will Hall, our uh, weekly uh, visit with the head coach. Uh, great to have Will with us here on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday, because the Eagles are going to be in action on Friday night over in uh, Ruston, Louisiana, against Louisiana Tech. And uh, so we moved the show to Wednesday. This is also going to be the final football show of the year. Uh, next week is, the, uh, of course, the Thanksgiving holidays. The Eagles are home to play FIU, but uh, we know a lot of people are going to be out and around on Thanksgiving, so this will be our final football show of the year. Love to have you join us as uh, we uh, sit around and do as we love to do, and that's uh, talk a little Golden Eagle football. If you'd like to ask a question, we've got Bo Morgan. That's Bo. Bo, stand up. Let everybody see you. Bo, uh, <laughs> Bo will uh, take your questions. You need a, a form to write one down. Bo will let you write down a question, or you can uh, send them in. We've got our guys uh, manning uh, the uh, computers behind us here. If you want to send in uh, one on Twitter, or on uh, uh, email or Twitter, things like that. They'll be ready to man the computers and uh, pass them along to us. So great to have you with us. Good crowd here tonight at uh, walk-ons as we sit around and talk a little Golden Eagle football. Well, first thing I want to talk about today, uh, uh, earlier this week, one of the all-time great guys in uh, Southern Miss athletics at Southern Miss football, Coach Bobby Collins, passed away at the age of uh, 88. I don't know how well you knew or had a chance during your career uh, to meet uh, Coach Collins, but obviously the guy who really helped put uh, Southern Miss football on the map with some of those great teams of the late 70s and the early 80s. No doubt. You know, John, and I, I attended the services today and have the utmost respect for Coach Collins. Uh, you know, I actually never met him, but but I've been with a lot of people 
and know a lot of people very well that know him so well, from Jim Carmody to, you know, my first defensive coordinator, John, was Robert Bear Henry in yeah, West Robert Alabama. Henry, yeah. I was the head, I was the head uh, football coach at 30 years old at West Alabama and hired Robert Bear Henry to be my D coordinator. And Coach Henry was, was Coach College's D-line coach during the heyday here, actually left and went with him to SMU. And uh, everybody that knows Coach Collins always says what a gentleman he was. You know, I think he was so far ahead of his time from a psychological standpoint when you hear the way he he developed kids mentally, uh, how he helped the average kid become a great player uh, by instilling confidence in him and by finding a role for him in a way that he could develop and grow. And uh, just in, have enjoyed hearing all the stories. Uh, you know, when you hear them, it reminds me a lot of us. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Coach Collins' second year, I believe they started off 0-9, and they won their last two, and they never looked back. Uh, the way he recruited, the way he developed, the type of staff he hired. Everybody talks about what a young staff he hired and how much fire and energy they had and passion for this university. So I think there's a lot of similarities from the type of staff we've hired to also the way we recruit to also the type of early uh, kind of what this year's been like comparative to Coach Collins' early time here in his tenure. So uh, we got the utmost respect for him. We'll have a, we're going to have a BC decal on our helmet this week to honor him. We'll wear it again, you know, the last two games of this year. And uh, But more importantly than some helmet decal, we're going to honor him by the way we're going to move forward with this program. We were already honoring him with how we're building this program. Again, we're following the blueprint, the blueprint that he laid uh, with how we recruit and how we treat people daily and how we develop people. And uh, we've gotten back to that. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to do that. And Coach Collins will look down from heaven and he'll smile uh, with where this program's going, I can promise you that. He was uh, the guy, and it's kind of like your recruiting philosophy. He drew that circle a couple hundred miles around Hattiesburg, and that got him into Birmingham, the panhandle of Florida, into Louisiana, most of Mississippi. And uh, a lot of those great teams were built with uh, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama kids. No doubt. I like to call it a common-sense approach to, to recruiting and doing your job, right? And I think that's what it is. And, and from what I've gathered, listening to stories about Coach Collins since I've been here in this week, he was a very common sense guy. He, he, he had a great vision. He held everyone accountable to make sure they were working to that vision. And uh, he stuck to that. Even during the hard times early on in his tenure here uh, when they were struggling to win, he stuck to it and he kept building towards it. And, uh, you know, obviously we're getting back to that. Let me tell you one story about him. This is what I always remember. When I was a sophomore, maybe a junior at Southern Miss, I had an idea I wanted to do a weekly show with the head coach on the campus radio station. And I went to his office. Uh, the secretary told him I was there. I went in there. I was probably shaking like a leaf. But I sat down and felt right away like I was at home. He said, sure, we'll do that. And so every Thursday during the football season, whether he really wanted to or not, he did about a half-hour radio show with me. And I've always remembered that. There you go. Treating others the way you would want to be treated, right? Just the golden rule, one of our core values. Uh, it always eventually pays off. My dad used to always say, you know, it, it takes just as much energy to be nice to somebody as it does to be ugly to them. Hey. And, uh, you know, man, that's what we're getting back to here. And uh, it pays off over the course of time. And you could tell that today, man, that, that those services today, the way they felt about Coach Collins, the lives that he touched. Uh, you know, Reggie Collier was there. Sammy Winder was there. Jeff Bauer was there. Jim Carmody was there. And so on and so on. And, uh I just got the utmost respect for him. Uh, everybody knows since I took this job uh, how much the history and tradition of this place mean to me, how serious I take the responsibility of sitting in the chair I sit in. And we're doing things right. 
and uh, we haven't gotten the results on the field that everybody wants. I understand and respect that. I appreciate that. But we're going to build this program back right, much like Coach Collins did. And we're going to get the results that Coach Collins did as well. It's going to happen. We just got to keep recruiting, keep developing, and uh, keep building our culture daily. And uh, it's going to happen. It's, it's funny you should say that because there's not a former Golden Eagle player that I run across, particularly those from the Bobby Collins, Jim Carmody era, who will tell me that's the way Coach Collins did it. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate that means the world to me. You know, we have strong conviction in how we do things. We believe in how we do things. We have not wavered through probably the toughest season, uh, you know, you could possibly ever have. You know, to be under scholarship like we are and to have the injuries that we have and to lose all the quarterbacks, I can't – you know, it's like a horror film, but we've not wavered one bit. Uh, I think, you know, you know, when you're going through tough times, real leadership and people with a real vision and plan only squeeze harder onto the values and beliefs that they have. Uh, nothing ever great has been accomplished with panic, and uh, we're not panicking here. We've never panicked. And uh, we're going to charge forward with how we're doing things. And it is the similarities with the way Coach Collins built it and how we're trying to build it now are there. And that means a lot to me. All right, we're going to take a break. We've got a, a stack full of questions that we've got from here in the restaurant. So we'll take a break, come back, and uh, start to work through those a little bit, visiting uh, as we do each week with the head coach to the Golden Eagles, Coach Will Hall. And we're back on the Golden Eagle Hotline right after this. The Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. There is something for everyone at Canebrake Country Club in Hattiesburg. Canebrake offers an 18-hole private golf course, a 24-hour fitness facility, a junior Olympic-sized swimming pool, and year-round social and dining events sure to please every member of the family, including the new Cane Break Restaurant and Bar overlooking the 18th Green. For more information on membership or hosting your next big event, visit CaneBreakCountryClub.com or call 601-271-2010. Is Golden Eagle Hotline live and walk on? Let's rejoin John Cox. And we are back here on the Golden Eagle Hotline at the Walk-Ons in Hattiesburg, uh, visiting uh, for the final time, at least on this show, with Coach uh, Will Hall as the Eagles get ready to travel over for a Friday night game against the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech. All right, one more thing before we get to these questions. Uh, our good friend Buddy Duke, former Golden Eagle assisted coach, one of the more successful coaches around the state of Mississippi. Uh, Buddy is here almost every week, and he has brought his beautiful mother to the show tonight, right? Nancy. Nancy is right there. That's Nancy, right. welcome. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Nancy is what you told me, 53. Is that what you told me? 53? Is that right, Nancy? Okay. All right. All right. Let's get the football here. And let's start off with, uh, let's start one here. Let's go. Let's go with this one. Uh, what uh, do we expect from Skip Holtz's Louisiana Tech team uh, this weekend, both offensively and defensively? Yeah, so they're, they're, they're a team that had been struggling, John. They had lost several games in a row, and then they were able to find out, you know, pull off a big win this past week versus Charlotte uh, at home. And then they've, uh, they beat North Texas earlier in the year, 24-17. to uh, They've had some common opponents with us like North Texas. Uh, they've also played UTEP, uh, a very similar type game to us. They lost to UTEP. They've played, uh, you know, UTSA. Uh, they didn't play UTSA quite as close as 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 we did, and but there's been some very similar crossover games. Uh, like I said, they've had a, a year much like us. They played a ton of kids at quarterback. They played three of them. Uh, you know, one of them's young, was a good player. 
that I recruited for a little while at Tulane before we ended up getting another kid. And and uh, so they've got some talent. You know, they've always been good. They've got a, a number six that returns kick for them named Smoke Harris from West Feliciana down in Louisiana. Really good football player's always been. He's an undersized kid. A great punt returner, great kick returner. He plays slot receiver and running back for them. Really special. And uh, so they're a team that's, that's won three games now. They're going down the stretch. And they've kind of gotten some – some mojo back a little bit with a win last week. And, uh, you know, Coach Holtz has done a great job everywhere he's been. He won a ton of games at UConn and, and East Carolina and South Florida. And, and, you know, they're a team that's only removed just a few years from winning 10 games, I think, two years ago. So they've got a lot of pride. It's obviously a big rivalry game. And uh, so we've got to go up there and keep building, you know, on some good things we did last week and keep pushing these young kids forward. As long as I'm introducing people, your wife Rebecca is here tonight, your son Pete's right down in front of us here. It's a great day. Finally have their football seasons are starting to slow down a little bit, so they've been able to come tonight. They are. They are. Me and Pete were arguing on the way over here. You know, Pete, Pete is 10 going on 55. He's got it all figured out. And uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. He's my man. We're best friends. We can mess with each other. But Pete, uh, Pete's a sharp dude. I'm proud of him. But I was messing with him uh, on the way over here, John. You know, I said, I said, Pete, man, you're doing a great job of being respectful. I hear you say yes, sir, and no, sir, and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. You've gotten a whole lot better than that, and, and that matters, you know. And he said, Dad, I've always done that. I said, no, I don't think you've always done that. He said, Dad, you really don't have the right to comment. You're only home like 20% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, no, but but we try to we try to we, we try to spend time together as much as we can. Rebecca does a great job raising our family, obviously, and uh, we got a good thing going. We just got to keep it going. Right, here's a question for the restaurant: What was the thought process behind putting Frank Gore at quarterback? And uh, they want to know: Will we see that again? We're definitely going to see it again. We're going to see more than that. Uh, the thought process was: Shoot, man, uh, what else we going to do? You know. Uh, but now, I mean, some of that really was in that thought process. But, you know, we thought about doing it earlier in the season. I'm going to be honest like I always am. We thought about doing it earlier in the season. But we were also at a point in time, and I've said this a bunch, we didn't want to sacrifice the future of this program. We had a lot of questions still to be answered earlier in the year. You know, we, we wanted to see some of our running backs. We wanted to develop some of our receivers and tight ends and still run the offense or at least the foundational pieces of the offense that we're going to run moving forward. The same offense that was nationally ranked at Tulane, the same offenses that broke school records at the other schools I've been at. We wanted to keep installing those pieces because we had questions that needed to be answered moving forward. Who's good enough to be good in this offense moving forward? Who's going to be good enough to stay here? Who do we need to get rid of? As brutally honest as that is, you know, those are questions. I wasn't hired here. You know, to make friends, I was hired here to win football games. And, uh, you know, so we had some questions we had to get answered, and we felt like we got those questions answered. And going down the stretch here, we felt like it was time to give our older kids that had battled through this, this really hard two years for them, to give them a chance to go out and win some games and put their best foot forward. Also, John, another thing that played into it was we're down to 62 scholarship players, playing against most teams that are up at 95 and above. Some are over 100. And we felt like milking the clock down, running the football, reducing the amount of total snaps played in the game. Not just snaps by our offense, but snaps by our kicking game and our defense allowed us to uh, make it a little more fair for our kids. Because those of you have seen, you know, if we could play a first half, 
and then rest for a little while and maybe go to bed that night, come back and play the second half tomorrow, we'd probably be all right. And uh, a lot of that has to do with we're playing against teams that have almost 33 to 40% more scholarship players than we do, and, and, the, and the reps during the game take a toll on our kids that are having to play. So there's a lot of things that went into it. I know that was a long answer, but I'm always honest and tell you the truth. So I've told you all of it. All right. Hey, real quick, another birthday uh, shout out. Vic Purvis, number uh, 15, when he was back playing uh, for the Golden Eagles, is yeah. celebrating a birthday tonight. So happy birthday to Vic Purvis. All right, Vic. Vic is 52, right? You just reached 52. Does that sound about right? Something like that. Okay. Uh, here's a question from Leighton Miller, who is not 52. Uh, Leighton says, when a player enters the portal, does he lose his scholarship? Uh, Leighton, that, that, that is my decision, uh, depending on the reasons and how he's acted while he's here. And so to mo a lot of times, you know, when a guy enters the portal, that, that's a mutual decision uh, most of the time. Uh, sometimes the player enters the portal when the – the team he's leaving doesn't want him to leave, and sometimes he's getting in the portal because the team wants him to leave. You know what I mean? And so there's a lot of, you know, just because a player enters the portal doesn't always mean that player's wanting to leave. So uh, all of that factors into, but he can stay on scholarship or he can lose it. That is the coach's decision. All right, here's one from Buddy Duke. We were talking about Buddy earlier. Buddy wants to know, speaking of that, can players transfer without entering the portal? And if so, do they have to sit out a year? <clears throat> they have to enter the portal now. That's the new rule. They have to get in the portal. Once they enter the portal, they're fair game to be talked to by any other school. Uh, Duke, as long as they enter the portal and they're eligible where they're leaving from, they have a one-time exemption where they do not have to sit a year. If they have ever transferred before, then they will have to sit a year. The ace card on all that is if they graduate. If they graduate, then they fall back into the grad transfer rules of as long as they are entering a master program where they are going that is not offered where they're leaving from, then they can transfer again and get eligible. So there's ways around it all. There's ways to find loopholes in it. And uh, But, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, real quick, one before we take another break from Vance. Have we been able to keep all the verbal commits we have so far and any decommits? Uh, no decommits this week. Uh, you know, you, you, you lose some and you gain some. You know what I mean? Uh, and, again, when you look across the country right now, you're seeing a lot of decommitments across there. Keep in mind, those are probably the school choosing that decommitment, not the kid choosing it. Okay, uh, usually, you know, we're, we're in a funny year in college football. Everybody's allowed to be over 85 this year. A lot of teams are over 85. So let's say you've got team A and they're at 96 scholarships. Well, let's say they've only got 18 seniors. So 96, you know, minus 18 is 78, Correct. right? Correct. All right, by our math, good old Amory, Mississippi math there. <laughs> so they're at 78. Well, they got, everybody's got to be back at 85 next year. So that means they can only sign seven kids this year. Well, nobody's going to sign seven kids. All right? So to take seven, to take, let's say they want to sign 25. Well, seven plus 18 is 25. So to get to 25, they're going to have to get 18 in the portal and free up 18 spots. And so uh, it's a weird, weird year across this country. Uh, what you're seeing with all the decommitments now across the board 
is uh, they don't have the spots to take all the kids. Uh, we're in a really good spot actually moving. We're like an NBA team that's got a lot of salary cap money right now. Okay, we've got 62 scholarship players. Uh, we're going to be able to get, we're going to be able to take 25 plus our portal allotment and take 32. We're not in a blind roster wise. So uh, we're going into the free agent period of the NBA season with, with, with cap money, baby. We need to do like the Heat did and get that's Dwayne right. Wade, LeBron, and Bosch yeah. all in the same year. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have a football team here in the spring that can beat this team by 35 points. All right. And, uh, and we're working towards that every day, and I feel good about where we're headed moving forward. We got some big commitments this week. Got a big DB that had SEC offers from everybody. If you saw it, I can't say his name. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back. Got a lot of questions for Will. Got a stack full of uh, questions here, so we'll take a break. Come back. Here to walk on. This is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. Finally, college football is back. The Golden Eagles are back. The sights, the sounds, the raw emotion. College sports fans now have access to hundreds of weekly podcasts that zero in on the college sports world. Now available in the Varsity Podcast Network and part of the new Varsity app. The app is free and available from wherever you get your favorite apps. Download the Varsity app today to have access to hundreds of national podcasts as well as your favorite team-focused podcasts. The Varsity Podcast Network now available for free on the Varsity app. Download from the App Store and listen today. Highlighting Southern Miss Athletics, this is Golden Eagle Hotline. Now, back to John Cox. Hi, we're back here on the Golden Eagle Hotline, our weekly visit with the head coach of the Golden Eagles, Coach Will Hall, but our final show of the season. We'll miss a visit here with the coach every week and talking Golden Eagle football. All right, let's get back to some questions. Here's, here's a good one. This is from... The professor over here, Dennis, Dennis Phillips, he says, sometimes in basketball, a coach will use a box and one triangle or two unusual uh, offenses or yep. defenses uh, to surprise the other team strategy with strategy during the game. Could uh, or could what could you do be kind of considered kind of the uh, the same thing in the world of football, kind of the four corners of uh, football? Yeah. Yeah, so Dennis, you know, we tried it last week. Uh, you know, obviously lining up in formations you've not shown or using skilled players that you've not shown and anything that you can do to uh, to isolate your good players is always good offensively. And then defensively, you know, to, to, to play off the box and one and triangle and two stuff, any type of bracket coverage on a good wide out, you can always do that with all your coverages. And, what you're seeing a lot, especially in the NFL now, and you see our defense do it a lot, is on passing situations, is getting five people on the line of scrimmage to cover every offensive lineman. That way they have to pass set one-on-one -on -one all those D linemen, then they drop them out. But what it does, it isolates your great pass rusher on an O-lineman. It guarantees that he's one-on-one. -on -one. An O-line can't double-team that pass rusher. Now, you wouldn't want to do it if they ran the ball. You know, but, but you're seeing that a lot all through the NFL. It's filtering down to college football. We do it a ton. But in passing situations, everybody walked up on the line to get a great pass rusher isolated, then dropping people out, and it's too late for a guy to go back and double team. That would be just a few, few examples. All right, here's a good question. What is the most uh, – your most excited aspect in coaching – the Southern Miss football team. When you wake up in the morning, what gets you going? Because you're the head coach at Southern Miss. Oh man, you know I, I'm just 
I'm just really blessed to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Why wouldn't I be? You know, we're in a place where we've got really good players all around us. We've got great history and tradition. We've had phenomenal football coaches here before. Uh, we just got to keep recruiting and keep developing and keep pushing forward. You know, you want to win. Everybody wants to win. And uh, winning is fun. Winning is really hard. Uh, but winning is fun. That's obviously great. But you also enjoy seeing kids uh, do things that, uh, you know, a lot of people told them would never be possible. You know, uh, Natron Brooks is going to graduate. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Daquan Bailey Brown seems to be the first graduate in his family's history. You know, those are things that a lot of these kids were told their whole life they'll never be able to do. And, uh, you know, now when their kids are born, their kids are not going to be the first person to ever do it. It's going to be expected. And that's what we all want, right? I, want, I grew up great. I was blessed. I had a mother and dad that loved me and raised me right. But Pete's growing up better than I grew up. And uh, that's what we all want for our kids, right, is to, is, to, is to have it better than what we had it. And we're trying to build a culture and environment that, that puts real men out in the world, men that can handle their responsibilities and obligations even on bad days, that can be there and not tuck tail and run when things aren't going their way. And uh, we're seeing that daily uh, within our program, and that brings a lot of joy to us as well. I was thinking about the history, and we were talking about older coaches a little while ago. How many Southern Miss coaches uh, have you kind of, you know, had touch with or talked to or visited with? Uh, going back, I guess, well, Coach Collins might. Uh, I don't know if with Coach Carmody, obviously, had a lot of contact with him. And Coach Bauer, a lot of contact. But uh, have you been in touch or either before you got the job at Southern Miss or after about some of those coaches? Yeah, so Coach Bauer and I, like I said, we've had several conversations through the years, and we've gotten really close. Uh, since we got this job and obviously his wife and Rebecca have had several conversations as well So he's the one I'm closest with coach Carmody would be after that uh, Like I said, I've known coach Carmody ever forever through coach Duke who's here tonight coach Duke's like an uncle to me uh, He was with my dad forever and ever growing up coach Duke worked for coach Carmody here My dad has developed a really good relationship with coach Carmody. They both live in the Madison area So I've had several conversations with him. Uh, I'm connected to Pi Van uh, I never talked to Coach Van, but I'm connected to him and his family. Uh, my dad's wife now, uh, his his uh, stepson married Pi Van's great-granddaughter. So I've been able to meet <laughs> Pi Van's family through all that and get to talk to them, and, and that, that, that's been really cool. And I uh, never got to meet Coach Collins, but obviously worked with a lot of people that work for Coach Collins and I uh, have the utmost respect for all of them. And uh, like I said, the blueprint that all of them used are very similar, all those guys, and, and we're getting back to that. And then Larry Fedora. You know, I know Coach Fedora. I know Barney Farah, a lot of the people that were on his staff. I've gotten to know Coach Fedora over the last few years and uh, thank a lot of him too. And I'll be honest with you, the one I talk the most to is Todd Munkin. Yeah. Uh, I really like Coach Munkin. Uh, we're kind of kindred spirits. He's uh, – uh, we don't we don't use the same type language all the time. No, no way, right? no but, way. Uh, but but you know he's an offensive guy that's a coach's kid, and I uh, got great respect for him. And he went through what I'm going through. You know he inherited a, a depleted roster and had to hold to his guns and and battle every day. And we talked for 34 minutes uh, this past Sunday, and he's been a great supporter. He still keeps up with us. He watches everything we do, and uh, 
you know, so I got great respect for him as well. All right, let's take a break. Come back. A lot of good questions coming in uh, for Coach tonight as a uh, final Golden Eagle Hotline for Football of the Year. Back more with the head coach, Coach Will Hall, in a moment. This is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Golden Eagle Hotline. Here again is John Cox. Hi, we're back on the Golden Eagle Hotline, our weekly visit with the head coach of the Golden Eagles, Coach Will Hall. The Eagles at Louisiana Tech on Friday night, one of those Friday night made-for-TV kind of ball games. The Golden Eagles and the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech, a long rivalry between those two ball clubs coach we were talking earlier about uh, some things and including uh, you had a loss in your family your uh, your grandmother has passed away right just in the last couple of days that's why your dad bobby hall who's normally here he's not here tonight yeah you know dad uh, my my dad's mother uh jesse hall yeah she passed yesterday so uh yeah my dad has been up in north mississippi she lives in guntown which is a metropolis up in northeast Mississippi. <laughs> right. How many and people in gun tenure? I don't know. It's growing. <laughs> <laughs> Tupelo, people are leaving Tupelo and moving to Guntown and Morville, so the population's grown. When my dad grew up, I mean, they, I mean, they don't even have their own high school. You, you can either, if you grow up in Guntown, you can either go to South Tula or Tupelo. So, uh, but it's in Lee County. But anyway, yeah, my, my grandmother died, my dad's mother, and she was a tough sucker, and uh, I had great respect for her. So my dad had to go up to North Mississippi today to plan the funeral. It's going to be Saturday, which is a blessing because I'll be able to make it. And uh, so he couldn't make it tonight, and uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? That's life, you know. And, uh, uh, shoot, I called her nanny. If she was here right now, she would have told me, you better – <laughs> do what you're supposed to do and handle your responsibilities and obligations. That's what I'm doing, you know. All right, here's a question from Anonymous. Uh, what made you decide to run the offense that we did last week against UTSA? I think we answered that did already, it? though, John. You know, I mean, it, we, we, it was a long answer. You remember it? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I went through everything. I mean, uh, I I can go through it again. It was long. No, it's going to eat no. up a lot of the show. No. Let's go to, right, let's go to Roger's, yeah. Roger's question then. Right. Uh, Roger wants to know, is there any chance we might lose the white helmets uh, next year? No, we're not going to lose them. You know, uh, we're going to always be a black helmet program. That's who we are. That's what we're about. Uh, but we're not going to lose the white helmets. Uh, the, you know, they're part of what will be our – our uniform now is a real uniform with a real brand. Uh, we have Southern Miss on the sides. We have Southern Miss here. We have the stripes. So we have, you know, black, white, and gold that we can mix and match and wear, and they've all looked really good this year, and kids love them. It's helped us in recruiting. And uh, we have a look that looks the same. Now, the colors can be mixed and matched, but all the jerseys look the same, the helmets look the same, and the pants look the same. It's a first-class uniform. and. Uh, 
but we will always be mostly black, but but we will wear the white some too to give us more combinations. That's just the way things are going in 2021 right. with recruiting. Bill Doherty went, came up here all the way to ask this question, so I'm going to make it the next question. He says, you obviously outkicked your coverage in the marriage department. Yeah. How did, how did you pull that off? Yeah. Rebecca, you want to answer that? They said I outkicked my coverage in the marriage department. How did I pull that off? <laughs> Lots of good moves. <laughs> now, Rebecca, Rebecca's the, uh, she's the toughest sucker in here, man. Rebecca grew up in Amory with an unbelievable family. Uh, you know, they all lived in Amory growing up. Her grandmother was one of my Sunday school teachers, and uh, her mom taught school, and, and uh I identified her at an early age, and, uh, you know, it's all about having a great vision and a plan to get to where you're going, like what we're doing here, right? And so I had a vision, and, John, the road was sometimes bumpy, but I never wavered. I kept going and kept going and kept battling, and now we're here, baby. Did I hear you tell the story when we had the, uh, the football 101? You told the story about how you two – uh, broke up for a short period of time. She dumped me. Oh, Let's get it right, 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 right. Yeah. And, But you sort of played hard to get after that, right? And so she kind of came back and uh, I'm not, I won't say beg you to uh, get no, back together. No, she didn't beg. I'm not going to put her right, there. Right, right. Yeah. But no, she broke up with me in college for a little while, and uh, we were apart for a little while, but uh, we got back together, and we've been rolling ever since. And uh, we, wasn't, we wasn't apart long. We started dating. I, first time I called her was January 10th of 2000, baby. I was headed back to Northwest for my second semester. And uh, we were apart for a little while in, in there, but but we've been going strong pretty good since then. All right, let's find another one. This is a good question. Deshaun Walker. Deshaun's here somewhere oh, in the restaurant tonight. Yep. What changes would you like to see done to the Rock next season? To the Rock? Uh, well, the Rock is one of the best G5 stadiums in the country. Uh, it's got a lot of history and tradition. Uh, we're getting up on the time where we need some new turf. John, it's getting old. So, it, you know, we're getting getting to the point where we would like to replace the turf in it and get some new turf in it. We pressure washed it before the season, so that was good. We may add some new graphics and things like that to it. But the next thing on the horizon, I would say, is to get new turf put in it. And uh, But I think the Rock's great, man. The, the end zone suites, the side club level suites are first class. That can rival any SEC school, and uh, any money we're going to spend moving forward towards football, I wouldn't put in a rock. I'd put in a nice indoor right out there on the other side of the rock. You know what I mean, right. John? So uh, I, I would use that money right there well, if I had my druthers. Well, I would say this. There's a lot of Power 5 schools that I could mention that have made the uh, trek to the rock and left uh, not very happy. So it can be a, an amazingly tough place to play for any other football team. Oh, it's great, man. It's great. You know, uh, we've had great crowds this year. We're one of the top group of five attendance uh, schools in the country, even after a really, really tough time to be a Southern Miss fan, right? Last year was miserable on everybody with COVID and everything that happened. This year's been unbelievably tough. Me and Swayze Bozeman and Santrell Latham and Hayes Maples were sitting with Coach Armstrong in the linebacker room and TQ Newsom and Josh Perry the other day. And Swayze said, you know, Coach, if we can just get through this, there ain't many more bad things can happen to her. <laughs> I said, right. buddy, you better believe it. We're going to keep working and believing and recruiting, and we're going to keep fixing this roster together. 
and uh, we're getting rid of all the bad karma this year, baby. And uh, it's going, we're going to get it moving forward. All right, let's take another break. More to come on the show tonight, talking uh, with Coach Will Hall, the Eagles at Louisiana Tech on Friday night. Back uh, here to walk on to normal Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. Hey, college football fans, I'm Mike Golick. And I'm Kate Scott. This fall, we are bringing you a fresh new way to hear college football play-by-play. Golick and I teaming up for college football Saturday night powered by Learfield. It's a bold new way to listen to college football. Smart, fun, refreshing, food. I added that. A unique radio (laughs) play-by-play experience. And I'm so looking forward to broadcasting live alongside Kate this fall. College football Saturday night powered by Learfield. Hope you'll join us. is Golden Eagle Hotline, live at Walk-Ons. Let's rejoin John Cox. And back here at Walk-Ons, our final uh, football show. Uh, We'll start in a couple of weeks. We'll have a couple of uh, basketball shows in December before we take a break for the Christmas holidays and come back into uh, January. In fact, we got the Lady Eagles game on tonight. They're over in Tuscaloosa at the Coleman Coliseum taking on Alabama, and it's a a four-point ball game. Lady Eagles down just uh, four late in the uh, first half. All right, let's get back to some questions. This is from Randy, who in, in, uh, in all the things he does, he's a great uh, cake maker. There's no doubt about that. Great pies, cupcakes, it doesn't matter. Randy can do it, but he now wants to talk football tonight. Can you talk a little about what goes on at the end of the football season with your staff and players till spring practice will get underway? Oh, yeah. All right, so as soon as the season ends, we will go straight into recruiting. Uh, Like, it'll get into a contact period, which means we could go off campus and see those kids and visit with them on there away from our campus. So we'll start doing home visits with them in their home. We'll start visiting them at their school. Uh, we'll be setting up so our, our coaches will be on the road and rolling for a while. And uh, then we'll have official visits. We've got a big official visit weekend scheduled for the first weekend in December and that next weekend in December. So that'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where we'll have kids on our campus that we really want. You know what I mean? And we're trying to get them to sign with us on that December signing period date. And uh, so that's what will go on during that. Uh, our kids will obviously finish up the semester. They'll work out with Coach Ancar up until the week before finals. That is a dead week. We can't require them to lift that week, but they will. The weight room will be open, and they can voluntarily lift. Then immediately back in January, the day we report for school, our coaches, well, high schools start in early January. We'll be back rolling recruiting during that time period with our coaches. Then when this uh, our, stu- our school starts later in January, we'll have a team meeting, and we'll start lifting the very next day with Coach Ancar. They'll be rolling. We're going to go four weeks. Uh, we'll get to about the end of February, and we'll start with spring ball. Spring ball will last a five-week period. We've already planned it out. Uh, we'll go for five weeks. We'll practice Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for five straight weeks. Spring break will be in the middle of that. And then that'll take us all the way into early April. Uh, the spring game is going to be on a home baseball weekend in which I play, think we play I think we play La Tech that weekend, okay. if I'm right. Okay. So it should be a huge weekend for us. And then uh, that, that takes us all the way into the end of the spring semester. You know, we still lift and train during spring ball. But when that's over, we'll go right into back to just lifting and training and recruiting. And uh, so it never stops. So football coaches don't just coach during football season. Uh, you know, we're recruiting. We're working our kids out. Playing college football is a year-round job for the player now. 
As soon as the spring semester ends, they get to go home for about two weeks, and they're back right at the end of May for summer school and summer off-season conditioning program, and it never ends. It never ends. If you want to be a college football player, you better be ready to so – it's a full-time job now. It just is what it is. And if you want to be a college football coach, you better be ready to uh, work your freaking tail off and, uh, and, and be able to – to handle it so all right here we go down the uh, stretch tonight on the show just a uh, little bit of time left with our final uh, golden eagle hotline with coach hall going to wrap up here in just a bit so we'll take a break come back and talk more golden eagle football we will right after this this is the golden eagle hotline from learfield it's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. I like the uh, Kentucky Derby. Down the stretch we go here at uh, Walk-Ons tonight. The Golden Eagle Hotline with Coach Will Hall. Got a few questions that have, are still coming in here. Here's one, Will. How many of our uh, recruits, I guess, next year's recruits, how many will be here during spring football? Practice? So signees you might start uh, with that you sign here in the next few weeks. How many of those guys do you expect will be here at spring practice? Okay, I'm going to have to go through it by position. Let me think here. Okay, the quarterback we've got committed will be here in January. One of the running backs we've got committed will be here in January. That's two. One of the high school linemen will be here in January. That's three. Uh, at receiver, the junior college kid will be here in January. That's four. Uh, on the D-line, we've got two junior college kids committed right now. That's six. We're looking to add two to three more. All right, so I would say that's going to be up to about nine. All right, at linebacker, uh, no. At DB, three, that's 12. And we're not taking a tight end in this class. So we should add up to 12 kids. We should add up to 12 kids in January from this signing class that are early, early enrolling. I'm going to say that's probably going to get kicked up, though, to probably like 15. All right, because... I, I would look for us to add between 10 to 15 kids to the roster by January. All right. yes. Roger Cameron's had his pen out again. He's got another question for you. He wants to know, can we play in the black helmets in uh, the uh, rock when we take on FIU? He'd like to do that kind of maybe as a yes, tribute. Yes, we with are going to do that. With, he wants the Bobby Collins, maybe Southern Miss logo on there. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, we're not going to be able to do the Bobby Collins logo, but we will have the Bobby Collins uh, BC on the helmet. But we will have the black helmet that day, though. <laughs> All, right. All right, here's another one. I know uh, it. Here's from Randy. I know you don't like the white helmet, Roger, but I know you love recruiting, baby, and it matters. <laughs> All right. I don't love the white helmets either, but I love good players. All right. And uh, it is what it is. All right, Randy wants to know what kind of offense can we expect this week with the shotgun with a question mark on it we will be in the shotgun but we're going yes we're going to play athletes at quarterback and we're going to try to outnumber them in the run game and and when they play no safeties we're going to try to throw it up to our wideouts and make a play uh, we're going to milk the clock down and uh you know we're going to use every resource we've got left on our roster to try to pull out 
two wins going down the stretch right here. All right, here's another one. How does a Friday night game affect preparation coming off a short week? You know, our situation is tough. Uh, you know, we're leaving Conference USA and we're going to the Sun Belt. And I don't think the Sun Belt would ever do this to anybody because they're an organized conference. But we were on the road last week and we're on the road again this week. They were at home and they're at home again this week. Never should a conference game be played in that way on a short week. Like the SEC would never make LSU play on the road and then go on the road again on a short week to an Alabama who was at home and home. They should always be, you know, you should either be at road going home or at home going on the road, and the other team should be that way. But you should never, in a conference that's fair, do it where a team is home home on a short week versus a road road because basically they gained a whole day of preparation on our kids which is totally unfair but it is what it is man let's go play it uh i like playing any day of the week i don't care as long as the situation's fair i do not like playing on friday because i think god intended friday to be for high school football all right and i think it is unfair to communities to have a college football game going on when the heartbeat of all communities in the South resides solely in their high school football team. And it is totally unfair to play a college football game on a Friday and ask communities in the South, particularly in Mississippi and our footprint, to play a college football game, that takes away from Oak Grove and Petal and Sumrall and Forest County Ag and North Forest. And that's just not fair. That is not fair to those kids and it's not fair to those communities. So I don't mind playing on any of the other six days a week, but the Friday night games are not fair to high school football and I love high school football. All right, we're gonna take our final break and come back and uh, wrap things up with Will tonight. Right after this, this is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. There is something for everyone at Canebrake Country Club in Hattiesburg. Canebrake offers an 18-hole private golf course, a 24-hour fitness facility, a junior Olympic-sized swimming pool, and year-round social and dining events sure to please every member of the family, including the new Canebrake restaurant and bar overlooking the 18th green. For more information on membership or hosting your next big event, visit CanebrakeCountryClub.com or call 601-271-2010. Well, we head into the uh, final uh, stretch tonight, the final few minutes of our uh, conversations with Coach uh, Will Hall. This will be our final football show of the year and take a week off next week in a couple of weeks so we'll be starting a basketball a couple of basketball shows in december and then in january uh, we'll go every week with a, a basketball show with coach uh, joy lee mcnellis and coach jay lander so hope you join us here at walk-ons uh, for those well as we head into the uh, the final uh, radio show of the year eagles still have uh, the two ball games left and uh, well that's the goal isn't it to win those two ball games and really get that momentum going as you head into the off season and again get ready for next year yeah it is john you know uh we got a huge rivalry game this week uh we've, we've we've talked about that all week with our players how important this game is to our fan base and our people uh we've talked about you know uh how much it means in baseball and football particularly and then talked about last year's baseball season you know and, and went into that and how much it means to our people and and uh so We've done everything we can do. We're going we're gonna to load our 62 scholarship guys up tomorrow. We're going to head up to Ruston, and we're going to lay it on the line for this university. I know this year has not been fun for a lot of people. Uh, it's been extremely hard, though, on these kids. 
uh, to know they're shorthanded, to see all their teammates that they know could have helped them go down with season-ending injuries. It's been devastating to a lot of them, but all they do every week is spill everything they've got for this university. So uh, we need you to hang in there with us. We need you to fill up the rock in two weeks and spill it for them uh, on senior day because, man, all these kids could have left. They didn't have to stay here through COVID. They didn't have to stay here through a million coaching changes. They didn't have to stay here during tough times. They didn't have to stay through all the injuries and everything, but they did because they love this place and they believe in where we're headed and they know we're going in the right direction. So please show them how much you appreciate them uh, next week as we play our last home game. We'll have a bunch of recruits here. It'll be a great showing for us for the last time at the Rock this year. Uh, I want to say this, man, uh, the next time I come on this show together, uh, we're going to be in a better place. Uh, we're going to have another recruiting year. We're going to be on a level playing field scholarship-wise. We're going to be a whole lot healthier. Uh, and, and, and the plan for getting this program back is going to have taken some major steps moving forward. During that time, don't be a front runner. You hang in there with us. You keep buying tickets. You keep joining the Eagle Club. You keep supporting this university financially because we need it. Don't wait till we start winning and say, oh, yeah, you know I was there the whole time. Uh-uh, <laughs> bull crap. Uh-uh, you be here now, baby, because this is tough. And tough times don't last, but true Golden Eagles do. We're going to all get through this together because we've got a great plan and we've got greater leadership to get us there. And uh, – so hang in there with us, man, and let's keep charging forward. Well, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed each and every time we sit here at uh, walk-ons and uh, visit and uh, do what we both love. That's talk about uh, Golden Eagle uh, football. Obviously, uh, I've told you this many times. When you walk out there on the practice field, uh, you, you can see the program getting better and better every time I watch you guys practice. So nothing like being out there on the practice field watching you and your coaches go to work and teaching these young guys what it's all about. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for being with us every uh, night we do one of these shows, and we look forward to the game on Friday night and that final game against FIU. I really appreciate it, John. Like I said, we're doing it the right way. We're touching these young men's lives, and we're recruiting. So uh, hang in there with us, John. It's been a joy to do this with you, and uh, I can't wait to get back on it. Let's do one after signing day. That'll okay. be a fun day. Uh, and then uh, let's get it going for the season. I look forward to seeing all of you during the offseason. To the top, baby. All right, Will Hall here on the uh, Golden Eagle Hotline doing a great job leading the Golden Eagles. That's going to do it for the Golden Eagle Hotline tonight, for the Golden Eagle Hotline this year. We'll see you throughout the uh, basketball season. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. This is the Golden Eagle Hotline from Learfield. the Southern Miss Sports Network from Learfield. You've been listening to Golden Eagle Hotline, live from Walk-Ons. Tonight's show was brought to you by Walk-Ons Sports Bistro. Win everyone, everywhere, every way, every day. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Southern Miss Sports Network.